Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Coming up on in-flight snack, the Jets lose a terrible game late night in Las Vegas. The offense continues to struggle, continues to be anemic, continues to go down the drain and send this season down the drain as they've now lost two in a row. They're four and five. The season's falling fast. It's falling because of the quarterback and the head coach. They need to make a change at the quarterback position or the head coach will lose his position. That's how I see it. Bilal and I broke down the game. What went wrong for the Jets? How can they move forward from this? Is there an opportunity for them to salvage the season, make the playoffs? We talked about all of it and a whole lot more coming up next on In Flight Snack. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access anytime. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. The snap clean, the placement down, the kick is up, and the kick hooks to the left, but it's gone! Inside the left upright for Zerline, and the Jets win it in overtime, and honestly, I'm not sure how! It's a toss with Powell, he's got the angle, he's got blockers, Powell working the sidelines! goes all the way. Touchdown, Jets. Yo, it's Quinn Wins here, and you listen to In-Flight Snack on the Believe Podcast Network. Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Welcome back to In Flight Snack, a New York Jets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Rami Lavie. That's Bilal Powell. Uh, we'll get into the Jets in a second, but my head is spinning. I'm tired. It was a late game again, and you have to stay up and watch this team. I'm so full of Chinese food because I was eating Chinese food the entire game, the entire night, and then I made the mistake. This is the mistake, Bilal, where... I finish. I'm full. I know I'm full. I'm basically dying on my couch at halftime. 
But then it kind of you kind of start to get less full. And as you hit the fourth quarter and it's stressful and the Jets are driving, you go right back to the Chinese food and you eat the second, the round two. And then I felt even more sick. So I was up all night. This Jets team makes me sick. I'm not even blaming the Chinese food. It's the Jets. Bilal, how was your weekend? How was your experience watching this masterclass of disaster by the New York Jets? Rami, honestly, on a Sunday night, I would like to get to bed early because I have to get up on Monday, get the kids ready for school. And watching a late game, it's 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 a struggle buzz for me, honestly. I was ready to go to sleep. And the only reason I was watching it was, is because we have to have our show and I have to take my notes and I have to analyze the game or else I would not be watching the New York Jets. They're not fun to watch. Like, they're not fun to watch at all. And that pretty much caps my weekend, my Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, and like Pretty much. typical Jets, they kept it close, right? Like typical Jets, they had to keep it close to keep us locked in, to keep us engaged. Like they couldn't just get blown out because that would be too easy for us. And somebody said uh, they were on the red-eye flight back from Vegas last night with a bunch of Jet fans, one of my coworkers. And he's like, this this plane smells like beer and regret, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like which is what a Vegas flight usually smells like. But only now he's like it's littered with Joe Namath jerseys and Sauce Gardner jerseys, and like it's bad enough. I I talked about last week being on the train home from uh, MetLife Stadium, and that was bad at like one a.m. Can you imagine sitting on a whole ass flight back to the East Coast from Vegas in your Jets jersey, soaked in beer, and just depressed on like depressed off your mind after that game. I can't, and I'm sure that those flights probably were Allegiant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, Allegiant exactly. Air, more money to the Raiders. You got to pay for the window seat, and you have to pay for extra days. You have to pay for your seatbelt. So I'm pretty sure that was a frustrating flight back home, man. Yeah, dude. And my dad texted me the first thing he texted me after the game. I'm pretty sure he gets all the tight ends confused, although I don't think he knows who Jeremy Ruckert is. But I'm pretty sure he gets Conklin and Uzama confused because he texts me. The only thing Conklin is good for is holding penalties and knocking the ball away from Garrett Wilson on a Hail Mary. I'm like, that oh, was yeah. two different people. But yeah, I mean, come on. Hey, that's where we are right now as Jets fans, right? Just everything's delusional. Everything. You know what's crazy? You have to laugh at some point because if you don't laugh, it's just going to be the same thing over and over again of just us sitting here yelling and complaining and getting angry because we can't do that. Eventually, you can't do that. And it's you think about where this team was, and let's let's get into it a little bit now. They were four and three going into the bye. And we were, or sorry, three and three going into the bye, and we're feeling really good. And we we said this, we said this. We have three games, the Giants. The Chargers, the Raiders, two of them are in our home stadium. Technically, one's a road game, but this is an opportunity to come out of the bye and really take a chokehold. And now, when you look back at the totality of those three games, they were terrible in all three of them. They should have lost the Giants game. They get blown out on Monday Night Football at home against the Chargers. And then this dud where they're in it till the end until they're not. Zach Wilson didn't make any plays to lose the game. Early on, that's that was what I was, I was thinking. I was watching the game. I'm like, all right, he didn't lose us this game until he did, until he made the one big mistake that he always makes. And now when you look at this team, they're four and five. And I don't see a way that this team's not going to be four and seven because they have the Bills and the Dolphins coming up. And I don't see any way they beat this team. Absolutely not. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, Rami, um, this team with a decent quarterback, I'd say would be seven and two. Yes. With a decent quarterback, seven and two. Josh Dobbs is sitting there. Yes, with a decent quarterback, the New York Jets will be sitting at seven and two right now. I think we beat Kansas City if we had a decent quarterback. 
I think we beat the Chargers if we had a decent quarterback. You beat the you beat them with me at quarterback. I think. <laughs> Yo, honestly, Blount, you listen. complete that pass that that Garrett missed. The pass that Garrett missed to to, to Lazar. Absolutely, right absolutely. Oh, yeah. I would have to flip it because I'm a lefty, so it would have it been flipped. You know, I'm one and one, man. I'm one for one in, in the league, man. You know, really? Um, I'm one for one, yeah. I'm oh, one for one. So I, I, I absolutely, that was wide open as you can get. Come on, yeah. Garrett. I don't know where I, he was throwing the football. Good play call, though. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. It was dialed up. It was perfect. His elbow is, is throwing a pass. Great play. Yeah, call. I mean, you know, that was a layup. You know what I mean? You could have thrown a duck and, and still completed that one. But, man, honestly, just I, with a decent quarterback at seven and two. And, you know, here we are right now again on a Monday talking about the same thing, talking about Zach Wilson, all right? And it's almost like one of those things where I think it's time. It's, it's, it's time. It's, it's time to see another quarterback in New York. Like, because you see the defense fighting, and they're fighting. And you arguably have one of the best defenses in the franchise history. But you just can't get it right on the other side of the ball. Like, do you change play callers? Do you change quarterbacks? Something needs to be done on that side of the ball because you hate to see this defense fight the way they're fighting and just week in and week out knowing that they just can't get it done on the other side of the ball. One week ago today, you and I talked about the Jets' opportunity in the division. And then a day later, we said the only chance for them to win might be to win the division. You have two divisional games coming up. If you wait till after those games, it's going to be too late. You made this decision already last year. It's not like it's a new decision, so it shouldn't be a difficult one. Move off the starting quarterback. If anything else, if it doesn't do anything else, it'll lighten the mood in the room. At least Zach Wilson or Garrett Wilson doesn't have to ask, answer questions in the media about it anymore. Sauce Gardner doesn't have to answer questions about it in the media anymore. Robert Sala doesn't have to answer questions about it in the media anymore. Just, it makes the mood lighter. And one thing I want to get into, and let, let, we'll get into it now, is the self-inflicted wounds, the mistakes that they've made. And I, I blame Robert Sala for most of it because he's the head coach and the penalties are there. And one thing you always talk about, I think you said Brent Boyer usually says it, is the mistakes don't catch up until they catch up, right? That's that's the line that he always says. Yeah. Absolutely. Now you're seeing them catch up, right? When they were winning, we, you and I talked about this when they were winning. We said, these mistakes are going to catch up to you if you don't fix them while you're winning. And now they've caught up to you. And now it's costing you games. And now you're losing because of it. So my point is, it always comes back to the same thing, though. Despite all those things, it comes back to the same thing for me. And again, you can speak to this. I can't, but this is speculation on my part. Everyone on the team feels like they need to play a perfect game when Zach Wilson's the quarterback. And when you're playing football, like so afraid to make a mistake, I know how hard that is. Yes, even in my flag football league or my high school tackle football league, I know how hard it is to play afraid to make a mistake. Because I know that if you're playing afraid to make a mistake, you're more prone to make a mistake. And so when you see all these mistakes on the field, don't you think it has something to do? I'm not blaming Zach Wilson for them. I'm just saying they know that if they make a single mistake, it's going to cost them because Zach Wilson can't overcome any mistakes. It has to be perfect for him to win. Absolutely. And from a player standpoint, at what at what point do players get together? Offense, defense, maybe the leaders, and they go to the head men and they say, 
we're doing this, what we need to do on this side of the ball, we're doing this. At what point do they go to the head man and say, there needs to be a change at the quarterback position? I'm sure they have leadership on that team to where they can go to the head man and say, this is what needs to be done if you want to win. Because we all know this is a win-now league. There's, there's no guarantee you next year. There's no guarantee that we have this same team next year. We're talking about a historical team in the franchise history. You're not going to have this same defense next year. I guarantee you. So why are we letting this opportunity slip? You're looking at Zach Wilson. I know we talk about it. He's been the starter since, what, now 11 weeks since Aaron Rodgers went down? I mean, he's, yeah. He's, he's only had five touchdowns. We haven't scored in, what, tw- 11 quarters? So he's at what point seven. do the Jets seven. total? Not even him. The Jets total in his last 16 starts have 17 total offensive touchdowns in Zach Wilson's oh. last 17 games played. And this year's just five through 11 yeah. weeks. Five through 11 weeks. You haven't scored in 11 quarters. So at what point in time do do players come together and, and stand for, hey, we're fighting, we're fighting our tails off because the last thing you want as an organization is players and coaches dividing. And uh, I'm sure if they continue to lose, it's going to start dividing. And then you're going to start seeing uh, younger guys get opportunity like Izzy probably getting activated to, you know, see what they have in a young draft pick like himself. And you just doing it. And everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is not coming back this year. He's not. It, that's the truth. He's he's not coming back. So let's not hang our hat on that. Let's not hang our hope on that. The New York Jets need to do what's right right now. They need to bench Zach Wilson. They need to give Trevor Simeon a decent quarterback, a guy that can come in and just sling it around. Let's come in, a guy that has nothing to lose, let's come sling the football. And I think you win some football games. I think Trevor, Trevor Simeon right now gives the Jets the better opportunity to win the rest of their games. I know it's frustration. You can't tell me there ain't frustration in there. Yeah. You can't. I mean, you saw what Garrett Wilson said after the game. He's like, I'm, I'm tired of this. And then he's tweeting about it. No, you're, you're twisting my words. That This is how locker rooms break. This is how they fray mm-hmm. because everyone's tired of it. And you want to compare the defense and the offense. I have the stats right in front of us. Like, the defense first of all, or the offense, they're fifth in the league in pass play percentage. Everyone's saying, oh, you have to throw the ball, let Garrett, well, let, let Zach throw it. You're not giving him a real chance, all the Zach Wilson truthers. Well, they're 30th in the league in yards per play on offense. They're, and they're fifth in the league in yards per carry rushing the ball. So yards per play total, they're 30th, and they're fifth in yards per play running the ball. So that obviously not rocket you, science handed off. Exactly. It's not rocket Their yards science. per play on offense, they're 4.7, which is 28th in the league total. On defense, they're third in the league in yards per play, only allowing 4.6. Mm. So the defense is doing their job. On offense, touchdowns per game. They're 32nd in the league. On defense, they're third in the league in how few touchdowns they allow. Their quarterback is sacked 28th most in the league, and their defense is sacking other teams ninth most in the league. Their pass opponent's yards per play, their pass defense is second in the league. My point is, there's a discretion here. The running game is good. The defense is great. The offense passing the ball sucks. And you mm-hmm. said it, the opportunity is slipping away. Now's the chance. You have nothing to lose. 
Here's what's coming up for this team. It's a divisional play too, Remy. Like it's time to make a change. Like you can't let this opportunity slip. Exactly. Look, and and, and then here's the schedule after it. You have Buffalo and Miami, like we talked about. What you're going to wait till you're four and seven? The games after that don't get. They lose those two. They might as well start packing up. Uh, Yeah, they might as well pack up and get ready for vacations in the off season. Exactly. So why wait to that point? And then the games the rest of the way. Atlanta's not an easy game. It's not a tough game. It's not an easy game. Houston just became a really difficult game. That's a game that they're a playoff team at this point with a guy, CJ Stroud, who's looked like an MVP the last few weeks. And then you go to Miami again. You're home for Washington. They've probably given up on the season. That's an easier game. But then in Cleveland and in New England to end the year, this team hasn't beaten New England since 2015. And Cleveland is a great team. Just beat Baltimore. Their defense is incredible. There's no wins on this schedule the rest of the week. This team could end up losing 12 games this year. You don't think this team could be 5-12? and 12? So do something now because we know this doesn't work. We don't know what the alternative looks like. But don't keep telling me that the alternative is worse. Because you're basically saying that I don't value what Garrett Wilson's doing on the field. I don't value what Sauce Gardner's doing on the field. I don't value CJ Mosley's incredible year. And he was all over the field again last night. The guys night. that are working value. their tails off. They're working yeah, their tails Williams off. Williams was so good last night. Brees Hall is great. And if you're continuing to fail with this quarterback, you're basically telling the rest of the roster, we don't value anything that you guys are doing for us. And that's where Robert Sala is going to lose the room. And not only that, there's a difference between losing. If they lose and they don't make the playoffs, look at four and five, I think the season's over. I don't think they're making the playoffs. That schedule the rest of the way, four and five, they'd have to beat some teams that right now, I don't think this team can beat. But here's the thing. That said, the difference the rest of the way is, will it fall apart to the point where you're a five-win team and it's a disaster and the locker room falls apart and now you have to fire the head coach? Or can you keep it together, win seven or eight games, and then you feel good at least going into next year, okay, Rodgers is coming back and we righted the ship at least for the second half of the season. That's going to be the difference now. Are we going to get to a point where we're looking at this like, we let all hell break loose and the locker room frayed and everyone's mad at each other or can we right the ship and that falls on the head coach. This is the time. You love to give your motivational speeches. You love to stand up there and be a nice guy and be the team-friendly guy. Cool. This is the biggest challenge of your career and it's going to change and make or break your coaching career as a head coach, Robert Sala. Go make a move right now. It's right there. The opportunity is right there. Even losing to two two times in a row consecutively, and right now they have a good op. They still have a good opportunity. Third in the division, with two divisional games back to back, they can win. But they're not going to win with Zach Wilson playing. I'm sorry to say it. They're not going to win. He doesn't even bring. He doesn't bring the like. The enthusiasm. He doesn't bring the confidence that the offense needs right now. You're talking about five touchdowns in 11 weeks. Five. Five thrown touchdowns. We're talking about an offense that arguably on paper is probably one of the most talented offenses. Despite the injuries up front, I get it. I understand it. It happens. Everybody's facing injuries. But you still just need a decent You need someone that can manage the game. And Zach Wilson is not that dude. He's not. And then you look around at 
what they're doing as far as just having situational football. He doesn't have that awareness. He he doesn't have that awareness. Even on the last late in the game, he had the the scramble uh, to the left side. He had a wide open receiver right in his face, and he he ran to get the he 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 ran to get the first down on the conversion. Well, the interception he had a, a wide open receiver, and instead he did, he's staring. But down he the locked, one he's guy. staring down. I mean, it's elementary things. And and when I looked at when I saw the game plan, that was the most basic game plan I've ever seen. But I talked to you about that coming off of a Monday night game, and then having to travel over to the West Coast. You can't put in all this exotic stuff. When you're trying to game plan, and I knew that was going to affect them, and I told you, being on the road, having a short week, they're not going to beat the Raiders. I knew it. I knew, I knew it wasn't going to happen because I knew how simple the game plan was going to have to be going into that week because you lose a day traveling. You lose two days, actually, because you, you're playing on a Monday, and then you have to jump into next week, and then you have to travel on Friday. You lose so many days to prepare, and I saw a, a, a watered-down game plan a game plan that you can't win with in the National Football League. You you cannot win with that. Like Zach Wilson was locking in on Garrett Wilson the entire game. Oh, it, yeah. The entire game. The last throw he threw, he was locked in. I'm like, go through your progression. Go through your progression. Like, I don't understand it. That's basic football for all those Zach, Zach Wilson fans. That's, that's, that's high school. That starts in high school of going through a progression, understanding coverage. Obviously, when you get to this level, you disguise coverages, but you still have to get through your progression. You can't. That's the number. I'm teaching that in fifth and sixth grade football. I'm telling my quarterback, you have to move the safety. If we want to attack vertically, move the safety opposite and throw opposite of your eyes. If I lock in here, he's going to just track your eyes. Defenders are taught to track your eyes. And I don't think that's in Zach Wilson's head of having that football IQ and savvy that I talked about, that veteran savvy of being able to manipulate the defense with his eyes. Once he's locked in, he's locked in. And, and now that defenses are seeing that, it's probably the easiest thing that you can do. We're going to either blitz him or we're just going to follow his eyes. And Zach Wilson will lead you to the promised land as a defender. If you want to get your, if you want to get an incentive and you need to get an interception and you got Zach Wilson coming up, just watch his eyes. That's the easiest thing that you can do. And I'm tired of seeing that from a guy that is one of 32 starters every week. I'm tired of seeing that. That's some stuff that should have been handled year two, and we're still facing the same thing. We're facing the same scenario as last year, having a horrible offense and a, and a great defense. They finished high last year, top five last year, and they're doing the same thing this year. And you hate to see that go. Stop better. You don't get that. You don't get that two consecutive years. You don't get that, man. Like, I don't think people realize, all these Zach Wilson fans, I don't think you realize, like, I told, I talked to you about it earlier, right? I told you, I said, man, listen, this could be an historical time for our defense. Well, that was when we had Aaron Rodgers. When Zach Wilson came, it was like, okay, Super Bowl contending went out of the door. Zach Wilson came, it's like, okay, just win some games. Like, we're not even talking about the playoffs right now, Rami. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the playoffs are a long shot. I might go bet and bet. I might fly out to Vegas and, and put up a big bet on that. That's a long shot, all right? <laughs> if they don't make that change, they're just going to watch this season just dwindle. And, and you hate to see it because, man, this defense – I mean, you talk about two of the best corners. You're talking about two of the best linebackers. 
and the best defense a lot. Like you don't get that on a defense. Like you you do not get that, man. And and I hate to see it. And then you you're talking about a running back that's averaging over five yards a carry. Just feed him. Um, find a way. I don't I don't know. Um, you know, I'm almost tired of talking about it on, on our on our episodes. You would have thought by now, you know, going into week twelve ish. Uh, we'd be talking about different things, but yet we're still talking about the same things, um, just in a different way. <laughs> and I'm yeah. trying to be nice about it, but it's it's frustrating. I'm frustrated as a as a former player to watch defensive players like fight, 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 and um, there's no accountability on that side of the ball as far as uh, holding him to a certain standard. You know what I mean? Like now they have to pick up their standard to fit his standard. And it's not like that. Like, find somebody else that can do the job. Like, I can go out there and throw and do and lock in on my read. I can do that. I can get out there and throw a hitch and lock in on the hitch route. I can do that. And like, I can do that. Like, anybody can do that. You can go get a guy that is on his couch to go do that. Like, find somebody that can help you win football games from the quarterback standpoint. Because right now, that's the weak link of the offense. You know, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt when when I was trying to tell you, give him a chance. You got other pieces around him, but now those pieces are okay. Like, he's not getting pressured. Like, he he had time to to deliver the balls back then. Like, he does a good job of expanding plays. Like, but it's, I think it's time to to see a new quarterback in his offense. Yeah, we talked so much about Max Crosby before the game. Max Crosby did nothing last night. It wasn't like he was back there all game. It's just, it's ridiculous. And I was laughing a little bit because that was an awesome rant. Like, that was fantastic. I thought that was great. And I, and I've been saying it, and I've been very vocal about it all year on Twitter. You've kind of been more, and I get it, as a former player, former Jet, former athlete, you're probably thinking, okay, I don't want to go in all in on this guy. I think this is the strongest you've come out against Zach, and you're fed up, just like the rest of us. You're a fan now. You're fed up. You're a former Jet. You want to see this team do well. And for all the Zach truthers who are in my mentions and in my DMs and killing me every single day about how, oh, you, you're you defending everyone else but Zach. I'm not defending everyone else. I'm just telling you, Zach can't overcome anything ever. And this is the problem with this kid. And then he goes to the podium and says, we need to clean it up as a team. I need to help. The no, you need to clean it up. You're the kid who's making all the mistakes. And Enough is enough. Like, it, we don't need to have this conversation. I'm not having this conversation again. If they look, Robert Sala is going to talk to the media, I think, today, later today. If they don't announce that they're making a change, Robert Sala, you're done. That's it. You lost the team, you lost the season, and it's going to go really bad the rest of the way. Because, like be, you said, it's going to be tough going into Buffalo, bro. I'm being honest. It's tough to go in there and win. If I'm the I'm defensive line and we go and, and we're going back out there with Zach Wilson. Why am I working my ass off? I'm going to just stand there and screw this. We're going to give up 30 points today. See what's actually like when your defense isn't killing themselves. Aiden O'Connell is a rookie who came into this game. What is this? His second career start. And he came into this game. The Jets were in the red zone five times. All they had to do was convert once and they couldn't convert a single time. Aiden O'Connell had to play where he's looking for Devontae Adams all game. You could tell he was looking for Devontae Adams. And he took some big sacks to knock them out of field goal range. But guess what? He made the one play. Zach Wilson couldn't make one play. Aiden O'Connell looks to his left. Devontae Adams isn't there. So he steps up in the pocket to the right and throws a 50-50 ball up to his tight end, Michael Mayer, and says, go make a play for me. And he does. And that's their touchdown. That's the difference of the game. Zach Wilson 
looks, sees Garrett Wilson isn't open, and it's panic. Oh, I don't know. What do I do? Forgets how to play football. That's it. You see Aaron Rodgers shaking his head on the sideline when they called the second run, or they had second and one. And they go to the line of scrimmage, and Zach Wilson changes the play. I don't know what the original play was, but second and one, everyone knows this. Take a shot. This is your opportunity to throw it downfield. And he changes the the play at the line of scrimmage. And Chris Collinsworth even said, he said, he's like, I don't know if it's Rodgers back there. You trust him to change the play. But if you see Zach Wilson as a defense changing the play at the line of scrimmage, you're kind of happy that he's changing the play because you don't trust that he's going to call the right play. That's what Chris Collinsworth said. He said, I don't want to say this, but if you see Zach Wilson changing the play at the line of scrimmage as a defense, that makes you happy because you don't trust him to call the right play. And then the next way you see Rogers shaking his head because they're going to run for it on third and one. Of course you're going to run for it on third and one because this kid didn't trust himself to throw it on second and one, which is the easiest down to throw a deep ball on. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, I, I don't, I, I I'm, I'm like, I'm fed up. I'm, I'm done with this. Like, because we've done this so many times. How many times are we going to do this? We're not going to do this again. I'm telling you right now. If he's announced the starter, we'll talk about something else. We'll talk about golf. We'll talk. I don't know what else you're into. We'll get to know each other better. Like, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I'm not doing this again. I'm not talking about this kid again. All right, let's take a break. I want to talk about the head coach a little bit more because I want to go into a little bit more depth with that. Aaron Rodgers was a little bit different um, this week. He changed it up a little bit. Uh, and then we have some stuff from the AFC, the AFC picture. It was a fun day of football yesterday. Like, that's the annoying part, right? Another another one of the annoying parts is like, we had a fun day in the NFL yesterday. I was watching football all day. I got to watch the Knicks and Rangers both played yesterday. The Knicks had a blowout wire-to-wire win um, on Sunday afternoon against the Charlotte Hornets. And then the Rangers have a crazy come. Did you see that? They scored. It was perfect. It was during halftime of the Jets game. The Rangers tied the game with 11 seconds to go. They scored with 11 seconds left at home. They tied the game. And then they went to overtime and then won it in a shootout. It was fantastic. It was, it lined up perfectly. It was so much fun. Um, you don't, are you a hockey fan? You're like I'm kind not. of nodding a look. No, no, you, you I'm don't not. <laughs> and you know, especially down here, like we don't really catch the Rangers games. You know what I mean? Like you got to probably have some kind yeah. of like packets to watch that. What do you have? Know. Like the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets or whatever? It's, Is that I the closest team to you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm in Louisville. So what's, what's Tennessee, right? They got oh, a is that clo- Yeah, I guess so. Uh, is there, Tennessee? I don't even know. team. Oh yeah, Nashville. Oh, Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati doesn't have a team. But Columbus has. A I don't team. know. See, I don't know. I don't know hockey. Yeah, Nash- Nashville has the Predators, and then Columbus has the uh, the Blue Jackets. Either way, that's it. Um, yeah. Point is, uh, it was fun. Like everything else, but the Jets is fun, and the Jets makes me depressed. And so, uh, the fact that it was well, prime time too. Like you know, oh, I, I remember I being so bad. I remember they moved our game from prime time to like yeah a one o'clock. I remember the, we had. I think it was the Patriots game. They moved us from like eight twenty prime time to like to like one o'clock. What's that like, feeling? There's like no way we put. There's no. There's no way. I was happy. I'm like, I don't like eight o'clock games. So let's play at one. We went and got beat by forty, and let's get out of here. All right. <laughs> and by this, the way, that's I probably mean, how this team feels. And and guess what? You know what the crazy part though. about? I don't think so. I don't. Uh, not the way they're fighting. Not the way the defense playing. Like 100%. you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think it. I don't think it is. I think they're still trying to believe. Um, I think guys, uh, you know, you have to take your head off to those type of guys because those type of guys, knowing that the situation that they have on the opposite side of the ball, they're not in the, they're not in the media. You have to take the head off and say those guys really love football, and they, and they take pride in their defense. Like that's but that's Zach what you Wilson want. starts again. 
if, if, if they announce that Zach Wilson starting again, don't you think the off the defense is at some point just going to be like, oh my god, dude? I'm sure they like, already like that, bro. Like they just trying to, you know, they already like that. They just love football. You know what I mean? You got a good group of guys over there that just love football. You can tell the way they play. You can tell the passion. Yeah. You can tell the way they celebrate each other. You know, even at training camp, you can just tell how guys interact. Like that, those Sauce guys over there are so much fun. Yeah, two of the best cornerbacks in the league, bro. You can do whatever you want yeah. on defense. You could blitz. You could do whatever if you got yeah. lockdown corners. Like it's, it's right crazy. there. It's right there, though. I don't, I don't. Who am I? Yeah, you know, I just I'm just on the podcast now, so I don't know. <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, that's uh, again. It's frustrating. We talk about this again and again. Talk about it in circles. Talk about it till we're blue in the face. Whatever phrase or saying you want to say. Um, yeah, it's so funny. Like, yeah, you talked about it. Like, you know, when you're getting flexed out, I'd rather not get blown out in prime time. I think Zach Wilson doesn't have that awareness. Zach Wilson, it like comes to the podium afterwards. Like, I don't think he's aware enough to realize like that he's being. Everybody's watching you, bro. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't. He doesn't seem aware at all. Um, and they were favorite, right? Break. What? Jets were favorite. Yeah, they were favored minus one. Yep, they were favored. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're uh, yeah, they're favored twice this year against the Giants and against the uh, the Raiders. Neither time did they cover because they won by three. They pushed against the Giants, and then mm. because they were favored by three, so they pushed against the Giants, and now they uh, they well they lost against the Raiders. So they were favored by minus one. They lost. Um, All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, with some other AFC stuff, Robert Sala stuff, Rogers, a little bit more. And we'll wrap it up. This is the last time you're ever going to hear us talk about Zach Wilson, I promise. That's it. We're done. All that and a whole lot more coming up in a minute. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, coming back. Uh, one of the things we talked about is this head coach. And... I think it's unfair. He hasn't had a fair shake. It's tough to judge a guy who has this quarterback play for the last three years. But at some point, you have to look at Robert Sala and say, hey, man, this team's undisciplined. This team makes mistakes. This team has penalties that cost us in big moments. You can't figure out how to manage a clock. It seems like going into halftime or coming out of halftime or the end of the game, you deferred to the second half. Why did you defer to the second half, knowing that you can't handle the end of the half? Although, if Zach Wilson doesn't miss that throw down the left sideline to Alan Lazard, you score a touchdown going into the half. So, I don't know. Um, at, at the end of the day, it all comes. I said I wasn't going to talk about him. Let's talk about the head coach for a second. Um, what are you seeing from this head coach? Um, one of the biggest things, I just think, as a as an overall team, the discipline. The discipline, the penalties. Last night, eight penalties, 83 yards. That's almost an entire length of a football field. On top of having an offense that can't score, so now you have an offense that can't score, then you, you you're giving your your opponent almost 83 yards of field. That's almost a touchdown in my eyes. The you length of a football a field. Touchdown. He almost gave up a touchdown. 
so I think the 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 lack of discipline from penalty standpoint, you know, and we're not talking about penalties that are just okay. We can probably get away from that one. We're talking about costly penalties and like critical moments penalties, and I just think those are one of the things where you have to ask yourself as a coach um, at practice. How is practice? You know, it got to a point when I remember we were we were like undisciplined from a penalty standpoint, and I remember when I think it was Rex Ryan. I believe it was Rex. Yes, it was Rex. We had referees out there throwing penalties at practice. Like, so you can see holding, like, I don't I don't know what their practice layout looks like in season. I only went to training camp. But we had penalties. We had referees out there full time to help us with this. And it's one of those things where I, I don't think you emphasize that enough. Maybe I don't know what's going on. But the penalties are going to kill us, and we're not a good enough team to to face an opponent in penalties and the referees. Like, you can't put it in the referees' hands with this team. That's something that has to, to happen. And we're not talking about, uh, oh, illegal. We're talking about pre-snap penalties. We're talking about after the ball, unsportsmanlike conduct, personal fouls. You know, the, the the face mask sometimes you can't control um, when you're in live action. But we're talking about from a uh, – when I talk about flags from a, a disciplinary standpoint, I mean the personal fouls. I mean the pre-snap penalties. Things like that, that you can control. You can control those things. So how much how much cushion is, is a coach – giving his players like is he too much of a of a player coach it, the way he's not cracking down on certain guys it is is he is he holding certain guys to a standard and and not the next guy that i mean there's so many things that happens but when you talk about eight penalties for 83 yards almost i mean you can't that's 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 bad to watch like you can't you can't have your son looking at that type of football and say hey yeah look at that that's bad football you know, eight penalties is to me just screaming undisciplined. Undisciplined. Yeah. And I don't know. Robert Sala, the the one thing we know about him, the one thing that we can see is the quarterback, right? You asked, are you holding people accountable? Well, if we're judging it based on the quarterback alone, we know the answer is no, because he hasn't held the quarterback accountable. So why would I think that he's holding the rest of the team accountable to the point where he said before the game, it's a race to 20. This is what they said on the pregame. This game is going to be a race to 20. So you have zero faith in your offense. You're basically telling everyone I have zero faith in this offense if it's a race to 20. And yet you're still putting that quarterback out there. So don't tell me that you trust this quarterback, that you believe in this quarterback. What does that say to the defense? You know, like basically you're saying, you know that it's a race to 20. and. At some point, Aaron Rodgers is going to play for this football team. I do believe that. I think it's going to be next year, but yeah. I do believe Aaron Rodgers Definitely is going to play for year. this football team. What was that? Definitely next year, not this year. Yeah. Don't even, I agree. don't even hang your hat on that. Like he's not coming I back, agree. and he's over there watching, shaking his head. I, I know what he's thinking. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. The point is, Robert Sala you're not going to get the opportunity to coach the Hall of Fame quarterback because you are not... He always talks about, and that was the big speech that went viral, 
in in uh, training camp on Hard Knocks after the Carolina game. He's like, it was our first op, and we played like shit. And it was all because of you guys, the offensive line, yelling at the offensive line. Well, this is your third opportunity, your third op, as you like to call it, Robert Sala. This is it. This is your third opportunity. And this is your chance to actually show that you're a good head coach. Clean up the mistakes and change the quarterback. And if you don't do those things, you're never going to get the chance to have that Hall of Fame quarterback. And who knows? Maybe you don't get a chance as a head coach in the league again. Because these, these aren't just handed out, these opportunities. These aren't just handed out, these head coaching jobs. Bring in. Bring back Rex. Podcast is named for Rex. We love Rex on this podcast. Bring him back. He'll have refs out there. He's going to talk a big game. But we also know that he's going to hold people accountable. You can speak to it more than I can. I'm sure you felt held accountable by Rex Ryan. I did. And uh, Rex was a player's coach. He was definitely exactly. a player coach. He was a player's coach. It was a time for everything. It was a time to play. But when it was when it was business, it was business. And then when it was business, you had guys that, like, really respected Rex. Um, you had guys that were willing to run through a wall for that guy. And unfortunately, we we just couldn't win enough for him. Like, well, he was there six years. Like, we just couldn't win there. I, I, seen, I seen veterans, like, almost cry when we – when we lost and, and and got knocked out of the playoffs, knowing that, you know, Rex Ryan was out of here. And and I heard veterans say, hey, man, like, do you guys not understand? Like, we're losing a good coach. We're about to lose a good coach. You never know what's going to happen. Like, guys, like, they need to wake up. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and Rex was a defensive-minded coach. And he – it was one of them things where, like, you need to change the quarterback position. I don't think we ever got to this point where we ran with a quarterback that was not performing. I you you saw yeah we had a we had a ton of co- quarterbacks come through. If he wasn't getting the job done, you was getting out of there. You you There's, had a ton of quarterbacks come through when Rex was there. Like yep. he's not getting the job done, put the next guy in. Yep. There's a difference a between. League. Yeah, there's a difference between, um, a player's coach. And a coach who has the players walk all over him. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. This team right now, I'm sure they love Robert Sala because he's a player's coach, quote unquote. But he's letting you walk all over him by continuing to make these mistakes. Like you said, these guys don't love him the way you loved Rex because if they did, they wouldn't keep making these mistakes. They'd be more disciplined. And I think no, I, I think I think they go to to Rex. We, we would have players go to Rex and say, "Hey, that quarterback position need to be handled." If you're talking about the defense, that's where I think the difference is between the two coaches. Like Rex yeah. would have been had that happen. Honestly, that's the truth. Like now, no nothing against Coach Sala. Like he has a very good defense and what they're doing over there. But I just think that's the difference in it. You know what I mean? We mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Um, I liked that before the game, he kind of changed it up a little bit. He wasn't out there on the field throwing before the game. I think he understands. He has some awareness. I'm glad to see he has some self-awareness that he knows that it was taking too much away from the team and it was just me, me, me focus. He still is posting on Instagram the night before the game at like 1 a.m. out on the strip with Devontae Adams. I don't love that. He still said that he'll be back next month to Melissa Stark on the on on the NBC broadcast. So again, he's still making it about himself, but I think he's kind of 
letting allowing himself to fade back into the background a little bit. And that's smart because I think he wants to let this team try and figure it out. But I don't see him coming back because the season is lost. And it's not only lost because you're four and five, but the AFC, we talked early in the year about how good the AFC is. And then as the year progressed, the first few weeks, like, oh my God, some of these teams are really bad. The Jets are right there in the AFC. Well, the AFC is back to where we thought. It's not only back to where we thought, it's better than we thought. I'm just going to run through some teams. Houston, really good. Cincinnati, really good. Buffalo's better than you. Miami, Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, six and three. They have like a negative point differential. They lose the yards battle in every single game and they still find ways to win. So don't tell me, like, that's the difference between Kenny Pickett and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has way more talent than Kenny Pickett, but he doesn't lose you every game. He's not good at all, but he's not costing you the game. Zach Wilson is costing you the game. So Zach Wilson truthers, if you want to see, I'm not talking about the quarterback anymore. Las Vegas, they beat you. They're in the playoff race now. They're better than you. They're five and five. The Chargers beat you. You brought them back into the picture. They lost to give up 41 points to Detroit, but they're still back in it. And Jacksonville is definitely better than you, even though they lost this week. It's 11 teams, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 teams better than the Jets in a conference of 16 teams. You're the 12th best in a conference of 16 teams and only seven make the playoffs. So I don't think the playoffs is an option for this team. The question is, how bad does it get? Where do they go from here? Honestly, I had something for you. Right now, the AFC North is the best division in the league. Um, they have three teams right now with only three losses. Yeah. So they only have one team with four losses in the division. As a whole, they only have 13 losses in that division alone in the conference. But guess who leads? the conference and losses and as a division, the AFC East have 20 losses. So the New York Jets are still in a good position. If they can put it together, dude, like it's, it's insane that right now. Because they can they win have, the division. They can. That's what I'm talking about. So you're looking at this and, you know, we talked about it and how, how perfect, it was lined up because they found a way to, to keep themselves in the middle of the pack. So now you're looking at it like, okay, as a division, it's still up in the air as a division. They have 20 losses combined, right? The AFC North, 13 losses. So that's the best division in the league right now, right? The New York Jets still have an opportunity. And they have two opportunities lined up right now. And you have to ask yourself as an organization, like, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I was a fly on the wall. What do you do? You can't wait until we lose to the Buffalo Bills. You can't wait till then we lose again to the Miami Dolphins to say, okay, we need to make a change at quarterback. It needs to be now. And I know you don't want to talk about the quarterback, but the opportunity is still in 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 reach right now for 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 this. All right, and I'll tell you this: if there's no change, just end the discussion. All right, uh, bring in the younger guys. See see what you have in your younger guys. Give them a give them an opportunity to play because the playoffs will be out of reach if you don't make a change. Um, I don't I don't see the New York Jets winning if. That quarterback 
<laughs> I know you don't want to talk about is taking snaps on Sunday. And um, you look at the entire layout of the AFC conference and the Jets are still alive. <laughs> it, it's it's not over, but it is over in, in, in a weird way because if you don't make the change, I don't see them winning. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's what it comes down to. This is on you, Robert Sala. Make the change. Make it today. Just just do it. Just rip the band-aid off. Just say it. Because if you win the next two games, then you're 2-0 against Buffalo. You're 1-0 against Miami. And this division falls even further. Buffalo's defense is a mess right now. They're playing tonight. We'll see. I think Denver has a chance to beat them tonight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a short week for Buffalo. They're going to be coming off a Monday night game. I think you have a chance to be better than Buffalo. I think you have a chance to be better than Miami. They haven't beaten anyone over 500. That's still right there. That's how good this defense is. That's how good this running game is. That's how good the special teams is. That's how good the wide receivers are. It's now or never. This is it. This is the last chance to make a change. So we're going to talk about the Buffalo game later in the week. I think just, just keep the season alive. Right now, the season's on life support. Keep the season alive, one week at a time. That's that's the goal for this. Kind of turning it a little positive. Appreciate you doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And until next time, I, that's that's all I got. Everyone, we appreciate everyone for listening, right? Like, subscribe, share the podcast with your friends. You have anything else for us, Blow? That's it, man. See you next time. Yeah, one week at a time. We'll preview the Buffalo game coming up later this week. Until then. Go Jets. We still love the Jets. We're just mad at the Jets. Absolutely. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Um, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.